When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 471 with Dr. Roger Hodkinson. And today we're going to talk about uh, the COVID vaccine, myocarditis, and possible fertility issues. And now what is seeming to become fact that it came out of a lab. But if I upload this episode, YouTube will suspend me. So this will be available on BitChute, Rumble, and Spotify, which I actually prefer you guys go to. I'd rather give them business than give YouTube another penny or another set of eyeballs because they're they're a bunch of power hungry uh, communists but that's a that's a running theme you don't need to hear that from me for another episode dr hodkinson's been on here several times before notably episode 411 which got me banned for two weeks and i'd happily do it again and uh but yeah i figure the 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 speed of revelations are increasing and increasing to the point where it's not enough that I have you on once a month. We had to do it more frequently because the shit's popping off faster and faster. But nobody's tuning into this to listen to me. They're tuning in to listen to you. Dr. Roger Hodkinson. And for the new listeners, please introduce yourself. Well, it's kind of good to have me back again. Yes, uh, Tommy, um, for those people that might not have heard the previous interviews uh, with you, would you like me to give a brief overview sure. of my credentials? Sure. Um, I always find this awkward uh, talking about myself, but just to give me credibility, um, despite the, the, the attempts by Snopes and AP to denigrate me, <laughs> um, I consider my career to have been impeccable. Um, I'm a graduate of Cambridge University in Britain. I did my pathology training at um, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Uh, I've been an assistant professor at the University of Alberta. Uh, I've been the uh, president of our uh, group of pathologists in Alberta, um, all the pathologists in the province. Um, I've been the chairman of a committee of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons in Ottawa, setting the annual examination for pathology, a rather important um, role, ensuring that um, you know your wife's breast biopsies are read correctly, for example. Um, I've, uh, I'm also the chairman of an American biotechnology company uh, doing a, a lot of work in um, sequencing in oncology, which isn't terribly relevant here, but I do know a fair bit about PCR and, and sequencing. I've also run a big um, commercial retail outpatient lab. I know the real world of diagnostic medicine, quite apart from these more obscure aspects. So with that um, brief introduction as to myself, <laughs> um, I'd, I'd be more than happy to um, continue our conversation, Tommy. Absolutely. And <clears throat> no, don't feel, <clears throat> don't feel at all weird talking about yourself. It's, you know, you do, you do need an introduction for other things, or if it's just me kind of rambling about this, that, and the other thing, it, uh, I think it's fitting. If I, if I can cite a few sources, it's probably good, but for something where, uh, people have seemed to become or grown so religious and cult-like, like COVID, and then not only that, but actually getting the ban hammer on social media accounts, you do kind of need to preface it, which is why it's not me in a, in a zebra stripe hoodie saying, I know about COVID. Instead, it's Dr. Roger Hodkinson. 
and the aforementioned CV. So I do think it's important. Thank you for doing that. And it also just helps so guests don't tune you out. Because again, a lot of us have our minds made up before, for not even COVID, just politics in general, we have our minds made up. So I do think it's important that uh, they know your professional background and that you can speak with authority on this. And curiously, you still get banned for it. But let's just jump right in. And as we normally do, I'm, this is, this is Roger Hodkinson podcast. I'm sitting, I'm a guest and I'm listening to you. So please, Dr. H, take it away. Well, the, uh, the first thing we should probably cover off um, is this new debate about where this virus came from. It's not really a new debate. I thought it was very obvious six months ago, and uh, that's becoming much more definitive as the days go by. Um, this virus um, originated by started off in life as a contract by no less than Dr. Fauci, um, flip-flop Fauci. It's not just the mass he's guilty of, of um, making us submit to. It's the creation of this virus from the very get-go because he wanted to do what's called gain-of-function research on this virus, which is um, a technical word for make bizarre as it may seem. It's a technical word for making a virus much more dangerous, more transmissible, and potentially more infectious in order so that you can study it better for how to treat it and prevent it. What that doesn't recognize is that there is no lab in the entire world, including the states, that's 100.000% safe. It doesn't, that, such a lab does not exist anywhere on Earth. The machines can be made safe, but you have the human factor. And that's unfortunately what happened in this particular case. Fauci offloaded this um, gain of function research through a white gloved intermediary to the lab in Wuhan to do the work because he knew that Obama had prohibited it from taking place in the States. So this work was done in Wuhan. They genetically engineered this, this uh, coronavirus, this bat virus, uh, to be more infectious um, for humans. And that was never supposed to get out of the lab. This wasn't a malicious bioterrorism weapon. It would be a terrible bioterrorism weapon because it doesn't kill enough people. But they, they, they did this work and um, one fine day, um, it got out on a pair of dirty shoes um, into the local environment. And before you could spit, it was on multiple flights to Milan because of a huge air traffic between Milan and Wuhan, because that was where they, they, um, they needed cheap Chinese labor for the Italian leather industry. Um, Milan had the distinction, still has the distinction of being the, having the largest concentration of elderly people in nursing homes in all of Europe. And so it was a perfect storm. Milan got hit by this virus from Wuhan and the elderly people in Wuhan started dying in large numbers. So that's the genesis of the, of the virus. It should not be called, as Trump famously once said, the China virus. China. Uh, no, China, China virus. <laughs> no, no, it's a made in USA virus. And Fauci's sticky fingers are all over it. Everyone should know that. 
What do you uh, what do you think about? Um, I think it was forty eight hours ago, maybe seventy two. Trump came out and said uh, said we should demand ten trillion dollars in reparations from China, and if they don't pay it, which they probably won't, then we should just not pay our debts to them, which probably come out to about equal. Granted, that's kind of geopolitics, and that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about. But do you think that's think that's accurate, or does this need a what does Fauci need to be thrown in Guantanamo? What what do you think? Well, I, I don't think the Chinese are culpable at all, sure. other than terrible biosafety, which would equally, which would also apply to a lesser degree to all American labs. Okay. And there's a Canadian lab doing the same thing, by the way. Um, no, if it should come out of anyone's bank account, it should come out, come out of Flip Flop Fauci's bank account. That was the guy, if you wanted to put one finger on it, um, it was him uh, that basically is the ultimate cause of this global pandemic. The man's absolutely mad. He's totally out of his out of his um, league, um, hasn't practiced medicine for years. Um, he's just a pontificating bureaucrat who of course sat at, at the top of the pile of NIH and the grant issuing agencies in the States and basically control the, controls the scene internationally. He's, he's the walking dead. He can't survive this. Yeah. It, what, what to me is what's most curious is his emails that have come out, not leaked, but FOIA requested. His emails, the one that stuck out to me the most is him corresponding. Um, masks won't, commercial masks won't work because the pore size is, although good for most things we use, it's way too large for nanoparticulates such as viruses to go through, which is what you said in the first couple minutes of the episode that got me banned for two weeks. So Fauci says it, and it's it's everyone bow. I say it, and I get the axe. You say it, and you're an untouchable. You're not allowed to be on social. Rules for thee, not for me. But yeah, it seems like it seems like there's blood in the water. Everybody likes Target. Someone's got to take the fall. It just seems like that's what it's going to be. They're going to go for him. But what do you... And, and he, he deserves it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean... but not, it's not only that he let the contract to Wuhan and that the thing escaped. It's that he's been personally responsible for all these mandates, which are utterly arbitrary, have no basis in medical science, inflicted enormous harm on the whole of the society. Yeah. Affected, affected commerce, uh, weddings, school openings, closures, businesses have gone bankrupt by the hundreds of thousands, etc., etc., etc. All that should be laid directly at his feet, quite apart from having caused the thing in the first place, simply because none of those interventions have any evidence-based science behind them. If you were to say masks don't work, which he was saying about the flu a couple of years ago, nothing's changed in that respect. If you say that six foot rule doesn't work because of aerosol distribution, which is very clear. In other words, the virus is everywhere in Walmart. It's not just in the aisle where someone's just walked by you, it's everywhere. If you say that lockdowns are producing enormous harm and very little, if any, good, if you pull all that together, what have you got? A very simple statement, two words, nothing works. Nothing could work because it's not based in science, it's purely arbitrary. 
Nothing did work. They tried it over and over again for a whole year. And didn't Einstein once famously say about stupidity? You know, the same thing again the and same again, thing. expecting different results is insanity. Exactly, exactly. And lockdowns, of course, have left a tale of woe of uh, just un indescribable, uh -huh. indescribable carnage. Uh -huh. So he's not only responsible for starting it, he's responsible for the massive consequences of it. And Trump doesn't escape criticism here either quite apart from it not being a China virus. Trump, macho, I'm a Trumper, I think you are. I think he's the, I think he's the savior of democracy. I dearly hope he gets in next time for all kinds of good, sound, social, democratic reasons. But he wanted to show he was in control mm -hmm. and was doing something dramatic. And so he said to Big Pharma, look, here's a few billion dollars of taxpayers' money. It's a gift to you. All you have to do is create a vaccine for me so that I can show people that I'm doing something. Mm -hmm. And he wants it done rapidly. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, you'll be able to make billions out of this once it's successful. Um, and to sweeten the pot, I'm going to make you totally immune from any prosecution. Mm -hmm. So they all went to work. Um, much work had already been done, by the way, because of attempts to do unsuccessful attempts to do similar vaccines for SARS and MERS. Um, and they came up with this very sophisticated, very clever uh, vaccine uh, for COVID-19. But the point is, it never was an emergency. And it was the declaration of an emergency that is the predicate for releasing a vaccine that is totally unsafe mm -hmm. with all the consequences that that we're going to talk about uh, later on in this later on in this interview so that yeah that's how it all started it's fauci 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 aided and abetted by an idiot idiotic brit um neil ferguson at imperial college london who made these Armageddon predictions about how many people were going to die, despite the fact that he'd been wrong by orders of magnitude. With previous epidemics, no one had the gumption to actually do due, due diligence on his ridiculous projections. So the two of them um, deserve a fiery day in hell. <laughs> Amen. It's the amount of economic damage they've done to the world, the amount of health, the amount of people, the amount of emotional damage people have done, it's the amount of schooling loss, the amount of research and development loss, the increasing price of everything from poultry, chicken breast to to computers and uh, graphics processing units, everything. It's it's thrown a big old wrench in everything, and humanity will come back. We always do, but. It can't be swept under the rug because if we don't learn, for, like there's nothing, like, it, it's over, not over, but what's done is done. You know, I, I can pick up this AirPods case and I just dropped it. I can't undo the dropping. I can take note of that and make sure I don't drop it again. But everything that's happened is over. So with that, let's pivot. What can we do going forward? And what I think we can do is, well, aside from just talking about it, which apparently you and I can't do, 
is to make people aware of what's going on. And again, not me, but you, the physician. What are your concerns with? Uh, am I pr- pronouncing it right? Myo, mar- myocarditis, carditis. Mm-hmm. Myocarditis. Myocardi- right. Could can you explain yeah. what that is and what your concerns are pertaining to uh, specific age groups? Sure. Well, we're talking now about the complications of the vaccine, the experimental, very unsafe vaccine. I want to make it very clear, I'm not an Mm anti-vaxxer. I take vaccines myself. They're a very important aspect of public health. I have all of mine. But they should never be introduced unless there's a profound emergency, which there was not. They should never be introduced without the most thorough clinical trials that typically take two to four years. That has not happened. And what we're seeing rolling out now are all the complications that a formal, usual clinical trial would have discovered. And if they'd been discovered during the clinical trial, I can guarantee you the vaccine would never have been released. So what we have going on right now across the world with billions of people being injected with these vaccines, all of which are very similar. What we have is the world's largest ever uncontrolled clinical trial. We haven't a clue what could happen in the medium to long term because it's just not been studied. It's not been studied in children. It's not been studied in pregnancy. It's not been studied in older people. The trial continued for only a matter of months. And what are we seeing coming out of that? Well, we've already seen um, unusual thromboses in the brain, blood clots in the brain, particularly affecting women under 55. We're seeing blood clots in the legs, traveling to the lungs with pulmonary embolism and killing people. We're starting to see significant numbers of myocarditis in young males. Myocarditis means inflammation of the heart. Now, myocarditis is a very significant complication. It's all very well for them to slough it off as mild, but you're causing inflammation in the heart of young people which can have long-term consequences that take years to to discover. I'm talking heart failure here. In, in In young people who are just not going to die or be severely affected by this illness. The madness is indescribable. To be giving someone an experimental unsafe vaccine that they don't need because they're not going to die from it, recognizing that there could be serious complications, which we are now seeing rolling out. Quite apart from that, the VAERS system, the, the, the adverse reaction reporting system in the States is now recording over 4,000 deaths in a very short period after people got the vaccine. That number of deaths exceeds all the deaths attributed to vaccines over the last 20 years. It's a massive number of deaths. Now, they've not been all thoroughly investigated. 
um, it's to a certain extent an honor system, a self-reporting, and so on. But nonetheless, the the the, the discrepancy is is dramatic, and the similar numbers, by the way, are being reported in Britain, uh, correcting for the population size. But the complications, potential complications, those are the ones that have been demonstrated, hardcore medical evidence on investigation. People of different age groups coming down with these different complications, mm -hmm. which should be enough to stop it in its tracks today mm -hmm. for, every, for everyone, regardless. But there are two more potential complications really one just affecting both sexes and that's infertility now i want to make it very very clear because some some comments have been made about me in the media when i say this that somehow i'm off my rocker and you know everything else i've been saying sounds legitimate but this is off the wall well it's not and i, I want to make it very clear i'm talking about potential complications based upon the scientific literature and if if these are potential complications then they should be excluded with appropriate studies before any more vaccinations particularly of young people take place and i'm talking here about infertility and let me explain why the pfizer submission to the japanese authorities which was conveniently submitted in japanese has just been discovered and translated and the the particles the lipid particles that they used in one of those studies these vaccines have little little particles in them surrounded by lipids about fatty particles if you like and the the messenger rna is in the middle of it but the that study by pfizer showed that those particles located in many organs of the body but one organ was a total surprise. It, this is in rats now, not in humans. Um, a total surprise because it located heavily in the ovaries for reasons that are quite unclear. But it did locate in the ovaries, in rats. So clearly, what the consequences of that are at this time are unknown. <laughs> but the last time I checked, pregnancy takes nine months. So how can you possibly determine if there's an effect on infertility if you do trials for no more than four to six months? With males, it's a different story. Um, the, the spike protein that's being produced in excess with these vaccines um, uh, circulates in, in the body if it's not mopped up by the, by the lymphoid system. And it attaches to specific receptors for the spike protein that's being produced by the, by the vaccine. Um, those receptors are called the ACE2 receptors, ACE2. Now, they're very widely distributed in the body. They, they, those receptors are on the inside of every blood vessel in the body. And that's probably the, the reason why we're getting these blood clots happening when the spike protein attaches to those receptors on the inside of blood vessels, it encourages a thrombus, a blood clot to form. But it's much worse than that. The testis and the placenta 
have a very high expression of the ACE2 receptor for the spike protein. So clearly you could have significant risk for pregnancies being rejected um, and you could have significant risk for male infertility. Now I want to emphasize this is theory based upon fact, uh, the extension of the literature to show that there, 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 there is attack um, by these vaccines on both the ovaries and the testes for different reasons. But it's a matter of the literature saying that that could happen, that is happening. What the consequences of it is, we don't know. And, and therefore, it's the old story with trials. You don't know what you don't know. That's precisely why there's a trial, because you cannot predict always the, the unexpected consequences of what you're doing. It's the same with any drugs. Um, they have to go through extensive trials to see if there's unexpected consequences. So for those people that, that think I'm going to start raving crazy, I, I tell you, no, no, I'm, I'm emphasizing that this is potential risk. It has to be taken very seriously. It needs to be excluded before this vaccine is given to any more people. So <clears throat> what, you're, what you're putting forward is that we, so we know that there's concentrations of it in the ovaries and that might turn out to be nothing it might turn out to be everything what you're saying is is, is there, there's a there's an unmarked package in front of my door it, it it might just be amazon but because i'm the president's son it might also be a bomb like we need to go check out and it might be nothing it might be nothing but no you don't just ignore a package on the front door of the white house so that's what you're saying is it's we don't know no. it but it and, could be and especially if you're talking about fertility yeah i mean how basic do you have to get <laughs> yeah it's and yeah that's what i like about you is is you're not a you're not a crazy conspiracy theorist like i am you know you're 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 mm. yeah you're 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 the level-headed you're the the even even-keeled vanilla side I've, to me whereas yeah. I've, I've taught residents in pathology i've done everything in medicine i've kept my nose clean i'm an i'm a hardcore evidence-based mm -hmm. guy who can smell bad science a mile away mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm just telling you what's going on that no one wants you to know about uh there's been such suppression of fact as opposed to hearsay uh, ever since the get-go mm -hmm. in this pseudo epidemic you know the whole thing is the whole thing's a pack of lies it's been a pack of lies from the get-go to today statistics being massaged manipulated presented in the most fearsome way possible reliance upon a ridiculously useless test PCR to drive fear and to, to give the politicians some reason to double down on the idiocy that they tried yesterday. 
Um, you know, I, I mean, it, it's so pathetic. Um, sometimes you have to, you have to make fun of it in order to get it, get through to people. You know, I mean, you you could say that, you know, the number one says to the number two, you know, every morning. Hmm. Now, I wonder. I wonder how many angels we should allow to dance on the head of a pin today. Should it be 13 and a quarter or 26 and a half? What, what do you think? Yeah, that, that's how absurd these decisions are. These limitations on how many people can be at the table at any one time, you know, and so on. I mean, it's utterly arbitrary. It has no basis in science. It's just Fauci picking a number out of thin air. And and there is precedent for that in the Cold War, I believe, in the Kennedy administration. It might have been Eisenhower, but someone in charge of, like, missile defense said, uh, we need a thousand of these anti-ballistic missiles. And so it was top secret and went into, like, war production, and it was, like, rushed to the front. And, um, like, 50 years later, there was finally, like, a memo uncovered. And it was, what was the purpose of the thousand? And it was, quote, a good, clean number. <laughs> yeah. The height of the Cold War, nuclear missile defense, a thousand. Why? I don't know. It looks good. Big one, three zeros. I like it. You got a straight one and three round ones. That's what it was based on. And yeah. it kind of seems like that. Right? You can only have this many people. You don't need a, ma- you need a mask when you walk into the restaurant. If you sit down, you're fine. You don't need one in the bathroom, but you need it in the lobby. You can have it below your nose here, but... It just, a lot of it does seem, like you said, it's the macho, I have to be seen to be doing something. And if I say we can't have more than 45 people in Applebee's, I mean, at least there's something for someone to grab onto and go, yeah, there we go. You know, you could say there's one good thing that's come out of this epidemic, this pandemic, and that is awareness of gain of function. Yeah. This particular example of gain of function is in the grand scheme of things trivial. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very minor disease for the vast majority of people that get it. And even the people that get it, of course, are a very small fraction of the population. Right? But the point is that this is an example of work that is being done as we speak still being done, I'm sure, in Wuhan, in the States, in Canada, in Britain, making viruses more infectious to study them theoretically in the laboratory and not in the real world. Mm-hmm. So if there's, a, if there's anything to come out of this, it should be a huge alarm call that this type of research should be stopped internationally because it's so unpredictable as to the outcomes if it escapes. And escapes are always going to happen. You cannot stop escapes 100.00%. You, you just can't do it. So because the, the risks are so enormous, making this one look like a walk in the park, um, that's that's really the lesson. One of the lessons that that, that comes out of all this. The, the other big lesson is the sudden dawning, as if it should have been realised earlier, that uh, the West is totally dependent upon China, 
for its feedstock of pharmaceuticals. And, you know, they could turn off the taps anytime they wanted, just like the Russians did with the gas pipeline to, to Germany. You know, macroeconomic policy. Um, there's a vital need to repatriate not just pharmaceutical production from China for obvious strategic reasons, but to also repatriate everything from China because in a short time, we're going to be war with them. Mm-hmm. The, the, the drum beast is inescapable. And you don't feed your enemy. You try and starve them. Yeah. You, you put a siege around them. That's what you do in war. China is simply biding its time until it feels it's strong enough to do so. Yeah. And so you don't make them stronger by feeding them, otherwise known as giving them a market to sell into. For for everyone that thinks, because I've had people comment that before, that it sounds like a great big conspiracy. It's not. Stealth War by Brigadier General Robert Spaulding and the Hundred Year Marathon by Michael Pillsbury, the former Secretary, uh, the former Deputy Secretary of Defense under Ronald Reagan. Two books, but you don't even need to read those books because it's published by the Chinese Communist Party. The 2049 plan that came into power in 1949. Their plan is to rule the world by 2049. This isn't a conspiracy. This isn't classified information. It's in their plan and the paper written in the late 90s by two Chinese generals. Unrestricted warfare is to use everything at your disposal. And if you can't take on the hegemon or the the American hegemony militarily, which they know they can't, then you do other things like fentanyl, currency manipulation, devaluation, and everything. So... We are going to be at war with them. This isn't a conspiracy. This is, but I would like to think that we are slowly becoming aware of that, and we are kind of doing something against it with the Pacific Deterrence Initiative, the PDI, where we have now done three consecutive rings of ground-based nuclear missiles all across the Pacific, kind of encasing China in, using all of the Pacific as like one big moat. Um, It seems we are kind of making moves towards that. And who knows, maybe that is the silver lining to all of this is we see not only our dependence on China, but they they can't be trusted like this. This isn't a backwoods. This isn't the Taliban in a cave. This is a very formidable enemy who is who's who's broadcasted and public uh, published intent is to overthrow the West at any cost necessary. And not only that, you don't do it until you know you can take them over. So if you're questioning, well, why haven't they done it yet? It is in their published papers and in their propaganda. You wait until you cannot. You don't take the shot from 100 yards away. I wait up until I wait until I can put the gun to Dr. H's head. That is right. what they do. Right. But well, they, they, they've always historically going back thousands of years. They've always played the long game. Yeah, it's brilliant. Time is on their side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one rule of, of war is you you don't wait necessarily for your enemy to make the first move. Um, um, sometimes, of course, you let them make the first move. As Napoleon once famously said, you know, never stop an enemy that's doing making a mistake. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the, the ball is in their court right now. And... Biden seems utterly impotent at 
at stopping it. I mean, if if they test the waters and move into Hong Kong, what's Biden going to do? You know, probably cry in a corner. Um, that's that's about the limit of it, and that'll that'll test the waters for Taiwan, won't it? Um, yeah. So we're getting a bit off topic sure. here, Tom, but um, that's you know that's two major lessons to come out of this: our gain of function and and how to contain China and the awareness of how dependent we are on. Now, do you think that? Is the virus just kind of gonna? Is it just gonna? Excuse me. Is it just gonna kind of go away, and is all of this gonna fade away, or eventually is the dam gonna break, and are people gonna become aware that the vaccines do have dangerous and unstudied side effects? For the most part, they're fine, but are mm. more and more people gonna kind of kind of come to wake up to the fact that like there re- there wasn't a proper clinical trial? There wasn't the same things that we do for everything else. Every pharmaceutical you see on the TV, you call your doctor. That went through phase one, two, three, and I think four trials. Are we going to see any sort of backlash, or do you think we're kind of just stumble into the future and it's going to fade away? Do you, is there going to be any repercussions for the actions taken, or do we just keep on trucking? Well, you know, there's the short term. And the medium-term response to that question the short-term response is we're about to experience the summer and what happens in the summer the sun the sun comes up (laughs) and we start making vitamin d again and that's a very powerful repellent for viral infections It, it, it happens every year for the same reason Except this year, of course, <laughs> the politicians will say it was actually the politicians that made the sun come up. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll take credit for wrestling this to the ground when it's nothing of the sort. Um, it would have died away anyway, and the sun helps it. Um, and the vaccine does create some immunity, but a lot less. There's an awful lot of work going on right now to um, re-examine the submissions of these companies to the FDA. In particular, their predictions of the, the level of, um, of uh, efficacy, which is turning out to be a lot less than they predicted. Um, but if you add in the immunity from the vaccine, the cross-reactivity from the fact that we've all had coughs and colds many years, which give us some additional protection against new variations of the coronavirus. Um, and the summer, uh, all things together, it's, and we've seen the, the, we've seen the case rates, so-called case rates, um, which of course are predicated on PCR. Uh, we've seen the case rates and the death rates dropping internationally. Um, so it's going to go away in the summer. Uh, to what degree it comes back in the fall is anyone's guess. Um, we'll have to wait and see. It probably won't be anything like what we've seen over last winter. Um, but time will tell. You know, we, we, can't, we can't control these viruses. And that's one thing that, you know, politicians have to get their mind around. In 2021, with all our incredible sophistication in medicine, we cannot control the spread of an upper respiratory tract virus. It's just impossible. What we have to do in the absence of um, 
therapies and of course ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine might be shown finally to be effective um what we have to do is accommodate to them like we've accommodated to the flu every year in this century yeah and you know we, we accommodate in practical ways that the average individual is perfectly well aware of and very responsible about you know you don't go to 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 work if you're coughing and spluttering and got a fever um you don't visit granny in a nursing home um ordinary people can be relied upon to handle these kinds of things very effectively all by themselves um politicians just don't want to accept that they, they they've wrapped themselves in the flag you know we are your defender against every life risk and we take that role very seriously because you know what you can't be trusted you see yeah we're the ones who can be trusted to look after you yeah um, so bear that in mind next season would you we've done our best to protect you this time but some of you stupid buggers are not smart enough to take the vaccine are you so yeah you'll be the reason it comes back next year i mean i mean they're, they're morphing of this knows no end yeah you know the, the next ones are going to of course is going to be the vaccine passport i mean thank god we've seen britain and israel rejected and and a number of american american states too led by dissenters but um you know if, if if states abrogate their responsibility on vaccine passports and simply devolve it to the airlines and box stores and hospitals who are demanding that you have it before you can walk in that's an abrogation of their responsibility they should be taking the lead on this if necessary by legislation to say that no one shall be discriminated against about whether they have or have not had this vaccine whether they do or do not wish to disclose it that's a matter of personal responsibility we we don't have we don't expect people with hiv to be walking around with a tattoo on their forehead do we no no we do not for very good reasons and it should not be expected because of this essentially trivial disease mm-hmm. It's it's just everything's everything in the last year has been totally turned on its head. I mean, the, the the logic is indescribably insane. You know, in medicine, we have a word at least in Canada. It's called being sectioned. That doesn't mean vivisection, by the way. Being sectioned means I, as a physician, have a right to call the police and have you immediately taken to a psychiatric institution. That's what that's what physicians have a right to do because you may be a danger to, to society if you're really a raving schizophrenic. Yeah. Okay. So, in my opinion, these politicians should be sectioned. They should be put away for life because they've acted with arbitrary measures that have been immensely harmful. They have actually, by their actions, killed so many people. Because of the unexpected consequences, well, not unexpected, the actually the predictable consequences yeah. of of what of what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's 
You know, the one thing that, granted I'm not a doctor, I was pre-med, took a lot of science courses, and I did well in them. The one thing I, maybe it's just my own personal bone to pick, and it's a luxury that this is my concern, but man, the perversion of the statement, trust the science, is is the biggest slap in the face to the beauty of science. The beauty of science is, is it reproducible? Everything is a theory. Gravity is still a theory. Break it all down. Once you think you have it figured it out, break it all down again. What's the most prominent example of trust the science and don't look any further? It's that the sun revolves around the world. And if you go against it, we're going to lock you in a dungeon or we're going to burn you at the stake. No, you approach it with fearless sobriety and examination and you look at it again and again and again and you break it down you put it back up you break it down and when you can't break it down anymore you go i think that might be the closest answer we can get it's 9.81 meters per second and it's just like no one if i put out a video saying i think gravity is 11.3 meters per you don't need to ban it you don't need to say trust this you go no you're a fucking moron show me your peer-reviewed research and i show you i go look and someone takes the video and breaks it down and they go, hey man, that's 9.81 meters per second. You, the idea of trust the science, not trusting the science is the very reason we are at the point where we are now, where I am talking to you in real time across hundreds of miles through a flat screen and a fiber optic internet connection. If we just trusted the science, you and I would be dying at 30 years old from the common cold, and our podcast, if allowed, would be written on parchment with ink and stamped with the king's wax seal. That's what trusting the science is. Trusting the science, not trusting the science is the reason we walk on the fucking moon. It's the, it's the reason why we can live to 90, 100. It's the reason why I have a flat-screen iPhone and AirPods and hard drives and LED lights and a sweatshirt custom-printed, made from a file, put on an iPad that I made learning from the Internet. That's what not trusting the science is. Trusting the science is beheading the, the firstborn child so that the rain gods are pleased and we can get more crops. And it's like, no, bitch, the ra- it's going to rain anyway. Keep your kid. But, excuse the, me, the get a little fired yeah. up. <laughs> the, the essence of science, of, of proving a hypothesis, depends upon experimentation. Yeah, ruthless. And, and debate. Mm-hmm. And what has been singularly absent over the last year has been the prohibition of debate. There's been no willingness of the people in charge to entertain even a discussion about whether or not their arbitrary measures have any basis in medical science. So the censorship has been brutally efficient internationally. You've seen politicians censored. If you think you can cancel Trump's Twitter account, you can cancel anybody, can't you? And get away with it. Um, journalists are being um, singled out. They, they're afraid the mainstream media, there are many in the mainstream media who know what's going on, but the bosses weren't allowed them to veer from the, the, the narrative. Um, and so you have, you're left with the alternative media, such as your podcast. As good as you are, Tommy, 
your, your reach isn't anywhere close to the mainstream media. And so the majority of people, of course, don't listen to main alternative media. And the message is not getting out through that means either. And so you're left with physicians as the third leg of the stool to try and help people understand what's happening. But physicians have been even more brutally silenced by threat of losing your license or your hospital privileges, of being told that you cannot underlined prescribe ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, um, even though it may save lots of lives and be very, very cheap and, and safe. Um, so th those three uh, normal avenues of information flow, fact checking, if you like, allowing ordinary people with a gut feeling that they, they need to explore they they've not been given any way of doing that um and so the state wades in again with its propaganda and the billboards and stay safe get vaccinated you know all those messages which are trying to intimidate you or shame you into complying um that very sophisticated messaging from governments internationally has been totally un unopposed and the ordinary people faced with that decision, so easy to go with the flow, isn't it? Um, government saying it's safe. It, it, it just enrages me that that four letter word is being used so frequently as a justification for, you know, we're all in this together. Let's, let's all pull hard and, you know, do our bit and, protect the whole world by individually complying, taking this vaccine, the, the intimidation is grotesque. It's calculated psychological warfare. It's brilliant. To make, to make, people, make people crumble, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, but what's beautiful is, is it doesn't matter what the mainstream media's reach is. And it doesn't matter how tiny the reach of this podcast is. Just like the jailing and burning of, of astronomers in the 1400s and the 1500s, the truth will come out. It, it, might, take, it might take five centuries. I'm not saying it won't. That's what history has shown. Sometimes it does. I can, I can guarantee you that there must be hundreds of investigative journalists right now putting the final touches to the books that will destroy reputations. There'll be blood in the gutter when this stuff is really dissected in the cold light of day. It will come out. There, you, uh, cannot stop the truth. you cannot this, stop the truth. This, this has not just been, as Butter Bhattacharya from Stanford said, the biggest mistake, referring to lockdowns, the biggest mistake ever made in public health. No, it's much bigger than that. This is the most colossal mistake ever made in the history of medicine. Yeah. And we're living through it in real time, and it's still going on. You know, you've got DeSantis bravely leading the pack down there. Um, and, you, of course, you had Sweden before that. But up, up here in Canada, it's the dark ages. Yeah. 
they're still doubling down on masks and social distancing and how many angels can dance on the head of a pin. I mean, the whole thing is, it's ludicrous. It's a farce. And it's affecting people still in, across this, across Canada. Everyone is doing the same thing. Look, they're putting pastors in jail. They're arresting them on dirt, rainy highways, putting handcuffs on them and dragging them into a cruiser. They're putting chain link fences around churches that dare to open. That's what's going on in Canada right now. Whereas in the States, half of the States, so, and it's growing all the time, you know, you're, you finally seen the light and you're, you're opening up with virtually no restrictions. But it's a totally different scene up here in Canada. You know, people are being people are being arrested. You, you know, it's good. There was a, a child arrested in school just a couple of days ago. The, the the police came to the school and arrested a boy because he was vocal about not wanting to be vaccinated, which the school was basically intimidating into receiving. And a boy, a teenager, was arrested by the police. That's that's what's happening up here. You know, they're, they're bribing children into being vaccinated with giving them free ice cream. It's simply outrageous that they're getting away with this. And people are dying because of it. You know, it's beautiful about the United States, amongst countless other things. Is the Second Amendment. <laughs> Say whatever the fuck you want. Who's you really gonna go up to each person with a gun? It was as applicable as it is in twenty twenty one as it was in nineteen twenty one and eighteen twenty one. Eventually a tyrant will overreach or a tyrannical government yeah. stays trapped. I, I hope it doesn't come to that. I mean No, no, no. It's it, the it, deterrence it, because it won't it, it, I mean, it may it may come to that if the Democrats' absurd concepts get more widespread, and you know this whole <laughs> this whole stupidity of defunding the police and then seeing crime crime rise. You're kidding me, you know. <laughs> you, well, well, yeah. I mean, people could rise up and take to the streets. Um, with COVID, it's going to go away. It's going to go away in the summer. People will start enjoying themselves. They'll partially forget, or what? Unless you're one of the people that were bankrupted by this, you know. The, the majority of people, especially the the bureaucrats, or as I prefer to call them, the hippocrats, um, <laughs> uh, getting a nice salary while everyone else is hemorrhaging. Um, no, this is going to die away, and whatever the the fall brings, we'll have to. We'll have to wait and see, um, but it, it's probably going to be a lot less than we've been through this time around. But just think about it. I mean, this is a trivial thing in the grand scheme of things. Um, admittedly, older people were dying in larger numbers than we'd like, but still, in the grand scheme of things, it's a fairly small number. What are we going to do every fall? Are we going to shut down the entire global economy for reasons as trivial as this every single year 
Are people walking around with diapers on their face six months of the every year? Are preventing children from seeing facial expressions and learning non-verbal communication? Are we going to do that every year just because these idiots running the show think that we should? I mean, I mean that's that's how mad this thing is. Oh, all right, let them get away with one year of stupidity. Okay, okay, um, but every year. Are you start raving loony? It can't happen. We have to learn to live with it, mm-hmm. accommodate to it. Just like the Great Barrington Declaration said, focus protection for for the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's again, it's, it's the Saint Augustine quote: "Truth is like a lion; you need only let it out of the cage; it will defend itself." Or there's another. Uh, analogy i think the author michael a singer said it in his book untethered the untethered soul and it's uh truth is like is like sunlight i mean if with enough effort you could lock everyone away in homes you could you could board up every window you could fill the cracks with putty and you could keep them there for a month a year a decade maybe a century i mean you could keep the game going on a long time and you could do it well but you can't turn off the sun and even if you did it perfectly for a hundred years straight, all it takes is one time of a roof caving in or a window breaking and someone going, what's that beautiful light? You can't get rid of it. You can make a good effort. And it's not to say you can't. And it's not to say you can't kill and harm a lot of people in the process. You can't. You can. St- I can stay in this dark room as long as I want. The second I walk outside, there's the sun. You cannot stop the truth. It. The truth is the truth. You. It. It might take 500 years, as we've seen with astronomers. No, it's going to come out sure, really quick. What I'm saying is, is well, I say that in a positive way, though. That, sh- that shows that it might take centuries. Empires can fall. The truth still, eventually, we get a satellite up going around the Earth, and we're going, hey, I think we do revolve around the sun. It will come through. It cannot be anything else because the truth is the truth. It requires no cover story, it requires no propaganda, it requires no ad campaigns, and it requires no force. You don't have to convince me to inhale, exhale. It's just the truth of what I need to do to live. The truth will always win. And that's... I'd be shitting my pants if I was someone trying to cover up the truth. Because you cannot win. Yeah, we we can't rely on the courts. The time frame is too long. The the, the appeals and so on and so on. Um, but uh, sober, cold, scientific analysis It'll come out. Is, is being written as we speak. Mm-hmm. It'll come out. And, and it will make so many people look so culpable and foolish. Um, and it, it is, that will be for the good because it will make people distrust the the pronouncements of public health officials in in any future pandemic. Um, mm. I, I hope it doesn't uh, reduce the willingness to be vaccinated for for good reason. Yeah, um, that that could be a very negative consequence, of, and that's being that's being openly articulated right now. That one consequence of this could be a, it could have a very negative impact on the trustworthiness of public health officials. Absolutely. I mean, that is all. That's that is real damage you're doing. Is 
is saying that, that, you know, we, and I mean, you're also seeing it with censorship. We got to censor people who are against the vaccine. You're already seeing it creep into other things. Well, let's censor this guy because he's politically different than me. It's all bullshit. And eventually it will, the truth will march forward and it will succeed. It always does. 77 years and two days ago was the invasion of, uh, or the Normandy invasion, the amphibious landing. Things looked pretty fucking bleak then. It's only in hindsight that we can say, oh, yeah, no, that was the beginning of the end. We eventually won. The Soviets used their, what is it, Stalin's organs, the artillery. They brought down Berlin. Hitler capped himself. And on August 6th and August 9th, we dropped two consecutive atomic bombs and ended the war. But on that day in 1944, it looked a a little shitty. But it does. The truth eventually breaks through. You know, the, the, the remarkable thing about this whole pandemic is human resilience despite everything that these idiots have thrown at us which you know we try to comply with um the human spirit is still there we've actually survived this much better than i thought we would um life is continuing and it will get much better in the summer but i think it's a huge tribute to human ingenuity and accommodation and and finding ways around things you know we you know the single mothers with two kids wondering what to do with them it was tough it was you know nail-biting stuff but they did come through it mm-hmm. and um you know to a certain extent we'll be stronger from all of that we will certainly be distrustful of government which is a good thing mm-hmm. Given the way wokeism is taking over governments and universities and so on, um, it's a solitary wake-up call for the general citizenry uh, to be distrustful of government, and and that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it'll it will come through. There will be good that comes out of it, and in a hundred years, it'll probably happen again, and we'll learn the lesson all over again. Hey, eh, we're still here. We're still here. We'll get through it. Dr. Hodkinson, let's wrap this one up. I'll email you. We'll definitely do another one. You don't have a choice. You are now you are now a, a frequent correspondent for my podcast, and unfortunately you have been drafted into my army, and you can't turn it down. So I don't even need to ask your permission because you will be coming back on this podcast. And um, everybody – well, I don't, I don't even need to say go listen because – this we're so far into the podcast that the only way you'll get to this point is if you're on another platform. So uh, I guess on that note, fuck YouTube and uh, God bless America. God bless you, Dr. Hodkinson. Thank you for your time. The truth will come out, everybody. Just be good. Do the right thing. Stay safe. Don't trust the government. Fauci's a war criminal. And uh, yeah, Dr. Hodkinson. Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank sir. you, Tommy. It's been a pleasure being, being with you again. I, As I, I love that flag behind you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. You're a proud citizen. Ah, you're goddamn right I am. The Nazis can't take us down. The Japanese can't take us down. ISIS can't take us down. The Queen can't take us down. And we're not going to be taken down by a shitty little virus and a guy named Fauci with a bullshit accent. <laughs> we're going to keep trucking. We're going to keep trucking. Paid for with blood. We're not going to stop. Because it's America, goddammit. it. And, Dr. Hodkinson, you're an honorary American. I have no authority to grant you that citizenship, but fuck it, I'll do it anyway. If you can get a if you can get a counterfeit green card for me, I'll be down. Yeah, I'll the send it to you. Yeah, I'll just fax it. Who gives a shit? Just call call it a passport and be like, it's the va- yeah, blah, blah, blah. no one cares. No one cares. 
Dr. Hodkinson. Right. Thank you, sir. God My bless. Pleasure. And I'll email I'll email you this when it's up. Thank you. Thank All you, Johnny. Right. All right, man. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Recording Bye-bye. stopped. Mm-hmm.